family is, you know, the most, most important thing in my life. So uh, that really resonated with me. And, and when we got introduced, I, uh, I'm in tech sales full time. So I've got a nine to five. Um, I, I like it. I'm in sales. I just problem solve and talk to people and, and the pay is good. So um, I <clears throat> had a little extra cash and I was like, all right, where do I invest it? I'm terrible at stocks. You should see my Robinhood account right now. I mean, it's down like 85% or something like that. It's not a lot of money, but um, so I wanted to, to get into real estate and my wife is in real estate full time. She was actually in tech sales at the time uh, as well. And there was one area that we'd love to vacation to. And we were spending, I don't know, probably four grand a year on Airbnbs in this area. It's just South of Asheville, North Carolina. And we're like, why don't we go look for houses there? What's up, everybody? My name's Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. going on STR Nation. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Boostly. Now you may remember episode 40 and 41 with Mark Simpson. He's the founder of Boostly, but we did a two-part series on the five steps for turning lookers into bookers. Mark is the king of direct bookings and his company Boostly specializes in creating hospitality websites. Yes, for short-term rentals, boutique hotels, They specialize in building websites that turn lookers into bookers. So if you're in the market to get your own direct booking website and stop relying on all the OTAs like Airbnb and Booking.com and paying them their commissions, you need a direct booking website and Boostly is the company to do that for you. They have several different options for you. They can build everything for you, do it all for you, or you can purchase one of their pre-designed templates and just fill in all your information. Okay. But the cool thing with Boostly is they are the only company to offer a 100% money back guarantee. Meaning, whatever you pay for this package with them, if you do not make that money back with direct bookings, they'll give you your money back. So there is literally no risk for you. So make sure you guys go check out boostly.co.uk slash strsecrets. Again, that's boostly.co.uk slash strsecrets to learn more. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's going on, E? Good morning, my brother. Life is beautiful. Um, I am fully vaccinated, so I am looking forward to going to Europe this summer. And, uh, and I, love, I love looking at other people's Airbnbs and and vacation rentals and kind of seeing what people are doing different and and just getting reminded of I mean some of the things that you talk about a lot in your course just like pictures presentations right even if even if the price is good and the pictures don't hit it I'm just like oh you really should do Mike's course (laughs) your listing will be a lot better uh but it's also a lot of fun to just see some people put so much love and care into it that makes me so excited to uh, go and travel. And then as I was telling you, I had forgotten over this last year of the natural excitement that enters your life the moment you make a plan to go 
on vacation somewhere. And you're just like, I don't know, bro. You just see this light at the end of the tunnel and you're just like, ah, vacation, it's soon. I can almost taste it, right? Like I'm on like a month and a half away. I'm like, okay, I got to dial in my diet and like everything is going good. I'm vaccinated now, right? I'm just like, ah, it's so good, you know? How are you guys? I'm good, man. I'm good. And how long are you going away for? Just so people get some context. Uh, a month. Yeah. So, yeah. and you're, you're running how many STRs right now? Uh, 40, 43. Yeah. And you can go away for a month. Yeah. Yeah. Plus our other stuff, but dude, Joyce, man, hiring an executive assistant. It's, it's hiring anybody. I don't know why I waited so long, but it's just, it's a game changer. Game yeah, changer. man. That's, that's the freedom right there, dude. Yeah. Love it. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, uh, I am, I am very excited for, for this episode. Um, today we have a, a friend and uh, a colleague and somebody that I've seen, you know, grow into this business over the last year and just come out the gate and just absolutely crush it. And um, I'm super excited to have him on here. Um, long story short, I met Mike uh, a little over a year ago. He's working in tech sales. He's like, hey, like, the job's good, but you know, I'm young. I'm starting a family. Like, I wanna, I wanna like start this path to like create financial freedom. And uh, he had a good sized number for what he wanted to replace on a monthly basis. And he's like, "Is this possible with short term rentals?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely, man." So, without further ado, Mike Riley, welcome to the show, man. Thanks. Glad to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't I did like the abridged like. 30 second version. Why don't you give the listeners a little more context on, on your journey with short-term rentals? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, started in February of 2020 when we got introduced, uh, through a friend, I actually listened to one of your podcasts, uh, where you were a guest on, uh, the millionaire millennial millionaire for real estate podcast. And, uh, your story just kind of hit with me. Um, how, how you had, you know, your, uh, your son was sick in the hospital and you were doing a nine to five and you had no vacation days, no sick days left. And, and, uh, family is, you know, the most, most important thing in my life. So, uh, that really resonated with me. And, and when we got introduced, I, uh, I'm in tech sales full time. So I've got a nine to five. Um, I, I like it. I'm in sales. I just problem solve and talk to people and, and the pay is good. So, um, I, <clears throat> had a little extra cash and I was like, all right, where do I invest it? I'm terrible at stocks. You should see my Robinhood account right now. I mean, it's down like 85% or something like that. It's not a lot of money, but um, so I wanted to, to get into real estate and my wife is in real estate full time. She was actually in tech sales at the time uh, as well. And there was one area that we'd love to vacation to. And we were spending, I don't know, probably four grand a year on Airbnbs in this area. It's just South of Asheville, North Carolina. And we're like, why don't we go look for houses there? We'll do a second home loan, put 10% down um, and let's rent it out when we're not using it. And, uh, and so that's when we got connected and you kind of showed me how much money we could make on, on a short-term rental. Uh, and then we just kind of, found the right property. We put an offer in, I mean, not, not sight unseen, but we knew where the, the property was and how much it can make. And, and we just did it. I remember feeling 
very, very nervous and, and almost sick to my stomach that we uh, <laughs> bought this, you know, put an offering on, uh, on a second home. But um, that was May of 2020. So three months after we decided short-term rentals was the route. And that thing started cash flowing <laughs> between six and eight grand over the summer. So um, we bought another a four unit in uh, just a rural North Carolina area. Um, Eastern North Carolina, that, that cash flow is about 3K a month. We bought another one in the same area in the mountains later on in the year. That's cash flowing about 4K a month. So we're, we're at about 12K a month of cash flow. We've got five units on Airbnb now. Our goal is to get to 20K of cash flow per month um, so that we have financial freedom. Um, financial freedom for us is, you know, it, it pays for all of our expenses and then a lot more than that. Uh, so I can have the freedom to stay in the job I have. Um, my wife already left her tech sales job. She does real estate full time. Um, but you know, when I, when I look at my job right now, I really love the people that I work with, um, the problems that I'm solving in my nine to five. But at the same time, um, whenever travel comes back, I'm going to be away from my family. So it's just trying to find that balance of, you know, how much time do I want to, do I want to spend on my nine to five? And uh, how much time do I want to spend with my family? And how much freedom do we have to, to travel and do the things that we really want to do? So, um, yeah, I'm very grateful for, for everything that's happened over the last year, but also uh, energized and ready to continue to scale. I love that, man. So you're at how many STRs? So we have five STRs currently. Five STRs, 12K a month net cash flow. Yep. After all expenses after paying the long guy, the bugs, you know, turn, uh, exterminator. So, yeah, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right. A lot of people, they, they ask me, they're like, can you really make that much money with that many properties? I'm like, yes, I see people do it every day. Like it's not just me and E that are out here like doing it. And our guests, like people do this and it scales very, very quickly. Now, the other question that I get asked a lot is like, okay, like I understand, but like, I don't have that much time. Like how, how do you balance that? You know, you're working at a, a huge company, like doing sales, like for you, how do you balance that? And you know, how many hours a week do you think you're spending running your units? And then how many hours a week do you think you're spending like looking for new units? Yeah. As far as running the units, we, we do that in about two hours a week. Um, and really through all the systems that are in place, uh, it's just responding to one-off messages um, and then responding to like phone calls when, when something is up at one of the properties. So um, it's not a, it's not a heavy load, you know, other times are heavier than others, but uh, it's about two hours a week. Um, as far as balancing that with family time, with the nine to five, um, about a year ago, I was listening to, um, a Jocko podcast and uh, Jocko willing. If, if uh, the listeners don't know who that is, look him up. He's got his own podcast and it's phenomenal um, books and everything. But we really looked at her. I looked at how much is my time worth? When I looked at my day job, my nine to five job, when I looked at how much money I was making in, um, in the short term rental game. And then when I was looking at family time, I would, I would, be between 300 to $400 an hour. And I would look at, all right, what task is worth three to $400 an hour? 
family time for me, that's worth $400 an hour. So I, I'm trying to put my time and, and a dollar value to that time. So when that happens, all right, I got to execute on what my priorities are. So obviously my nine to five, that is a priority family. That's the number one priority and short-term rentals. That's a priority as well. So I got to figure out, all right, what are my top priorities for the day? And then I write those top priorities out and I don't finish the day until they're done. Um, but also I time block as well. So uh, in the morning, I spend about an hour and a half on, all right, what are my top priorities and how do I execute those and set daily tasks to those. Um, and then each time block for uh, my nine to five job, I focus on what the top tasks are for that time. And then for the real estate time, you know, the responding to messages and stuff, that's 24 seven almost. Um, a lot of that is automated anyways, but as far as looking for new properties, helping other people uh, continue to learn, um, that time is usually from like three until like six at night. So that's when I really get the, uh, the SCR and, and real estate education and also networking too. That's another big piece of it that, uh, that that's a $400 you know, task. So $400 an hour. Um, so it's just trying to figure out, all right, what are my priorities? How do I block my time? And what's my time worth? You know, is, is, uh, is this a $50 an hour task that I can outsource? Great. Outsource it. Um, is this a $400 an hour task? Like in the mornings when I'm walking the dogs with my wife, yeah, it's a $400 an hour task and I'm not going to miss that because that's worth a lot of money. Um, so that, that's the way I look at it. And it's just prioritizing time. A lot of people I hear, you know, I don't have time. I don't have time. The time's there. It's just how you prioritize it and what's really driving you uh, to that priority. What, what's your why? Like we talked about, you know, 14 months ago. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's such a powerful, powerful mindset switch, but it's also such a simple rule that really applies everywhere. And what's funny is that, um, as I mentioned, right, vacation is a month and a half away, dialing in my workouts, dialing in my diet. And I started doing this diet where you track macros instead of tracking calories. And very similar to that, to what you said just now, I now see the value of everything I eat in the great scheme of my whole day, right? So I'm like, I really want pancakes, but then I'm going to be hungry for the rest of the day because I'm going to mess myself up at the beginning of the day and spend a bunch of, of my time, right, of my calories on one thing that at the end of the day, does it really make me happy? No. Does it add to my overall quality and goals of life? No. So why am I eating it? Right. And there's this different perspective, but then it makes it easier for you to say no to what's not in line with what your goals are, which is very similar to what you said. Right. Because you're like walking the dogs with my wife over running to open a door. There is no way I'm going to somebody else is going to be on my team to do that because I'll never miss the time with my wife. And that's you can do this with any other job, like even having a nine to five job. Sometimes people take that control away from you. And that's the beauty to me of like our business is like every morning I walk the dogs with my wife and that's a invaluable task and you're already richer every day, right? You start your day yeah. with plus 400. Yeah. And it's, it's helped me be so much more f efficient in my nine to five job too. Um, when I can look at my, my calendar and say, all right, these are my priorities for the day and not be reactive. Um, I felt you know, it, many years in my job, I, I'm 
kind of react. I, you know, I work nine to five. I have some priorities, but then I react, you know, at two, three o'clock. I'm like, all right, what should I do now? And I just check email and, uh, and, and having the priorities and really time blocking has, has made me so much more efficient in my day job, in my family life, and also in the short-term rentals. I think, I think that's something I want to highlight because a lot of people can gloss over that, but <clears throat> one of the coolest things, but also the challenging things when you do become financially free or when you leave your job and you're building your own business is nobody's telling you what to work on anymore. So like, I'm not going to lie. Like I struggled with this for months of like, okay, there's all these different things I could be doing. Like, how do I structure my days? How do I focus on certain things? So if you can start implementing that habit now of, you know, before I go to bed for me, like I look at, again, what are my goals? What did I get done? What are my priorities for the next day? And I check it out on my calendar and I make sure it's like blocked into my calendar. Like the more you can do that, the easier your life is going to be when you do transition from employee to entrepreneur slash investor, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, because putting structure around that, like there's going to be a lot of things to get done and you need to learn how to put systems around it, obviously, but you need to learn how to like, Mike, you and I talk about it all the time, right? The whole Jocko thing, like prioritize and execute. Cause there's always going to be stuff coming at you. You got to understand how to prioritize something quickly and then execute. Um, so I think that's a huge principle and I don't want people to just skim over that. Like, yeah, I, I need to, you know, be more productive. It's like, no, you need to be more intentional with your time. Yeah. And people, people ask me all the time, like, how do you get so much stuff done? <clears throat> now that I have a team in place, like I don't answer my phone. Like I, I don't like, unless it's on my calendar or it's my wife, I do not answer this phone. Like, you leave me a voicemail, I'll call you back. But because I'm diligent with my time and I'm time blocking, like that's what that time is for. I'm not deviating from that unless there's some type of emergency. So like I have a Calendly, like, Hey, if you need to book time with me, like use this link, we'll throw in a 15 minute for a quick call and then we'll keep it moving. But if it's not on my calendar, I'm not picking up the phone. Yeah. Prioritize and execute is something I live by. Uh, but executing doesn't always have to be like me executing, you know, my wife's, she knows, I mean, just as much, if not more than me for the short-term rental business. And same thing with tech sales. I ask her all the time. So it's figuring out who's part of your team and that could be your wife, could be family, could be a virtual assistant. Um, but prioritizing your time and then executing doesn't have to be all me. Uh, it's, I've got a huge team around me and support system that, that can execute and, and take some of these tasks uh, as well. So I'm not, you know, feeling overloaded with three different jobs, you know, so. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and I think really relying on, on, on your team, right? And I'm, I'm realizing that with Joyce now, it's really letting go of the reins, just letting them answer messages, letting them do things, and then just being there to give feedback and realizing that at the end of the day, a wrong word in a message doesn't mean anything, right? Like nothing is going to happen and it's not that big of a deal. Um, I would love to bring us to what happened for you guys a year and a half ago when you decided to kind of take the leap. And if you have, because I think a big sector of our, of our listeners are people like you a year and a half ago, right? So it's what did it take? And, and what was 
like what would you tell somebody like what if somebody was in your in your shoes nine to five job but you and and the wife or or the husband what what would you tell somebody how'd you get over the fear too yeah exactly that's kind of what i meant yeah uh, well i think the biggest thing was the people that i surrounded myself with um for sure so I found people that were being, that were successful in this area. And Mike, you were one of the first ones um, in listening to your podcast, uh, but also being a part of your mastermind. I saw other people that were doing this as well. So, and, and other people that were cheering me on people I didn't even know um, that I just knew through Facebook and through zoom calls once a week. So that, that I think is the biggest thing for me. Other people were doing it. They're cheering me on, you know, congratulating me even when I didn't even have a deal on a contract uh, when I was just analyzing the deal. So figuring out people that are doing what you want to do. Um, and I mean, the first deal, I didn't even know I wanted to do it. It was just like, we got, we got some cash. We love traveling to this area. Um, and, you know, we're going to have this house for the next 30 years uh, unless another better investment comes up, but um, figuring out what you really, really want to do. If it's, you know, we loved hiking and going to the lake in this area. We got engaged in this community. So that was, you know, an emotional uh, attraction for us. So figuring out like what, what kind of, what fires you up? What, what brings out emotion in you? What, what almost brings you to like tears when you think about something, uh, try and draw that emotion out. And the emotion is good. It's not something, uh, quick story. I played tennis professionally in college um, growing up until I was about 24 and uh, in tennis, I mean, you watch any of the top players in the world, um, you know, you, you don't really see a whole lot of emotion from them. They lose a point, you know, you kind of, they're just kind of like, all right, right on to the next one. And that's kind of what we're taught. We're taught to control our emotions. Um, yes. You want to be excited. Yes. You want to be fired up, but that emotion, if you can draw that out and figure out what really makes you fired up. And for us, it was, this area and just thinking about the amount of time we can spend um, hiking with our dogs and our family that we're going to start. Like that's kind of what, what draw me to it um, initially. So drawing out that emotion and then finding other people that were successful in this area um, or in this space. So um, drawing that emotion, finding other people around you that you want to do it with. And it doesn't have to be short-term rentals. It could be syndications. It could be, you know, if you want to play golf or if you want to start a design business, um, what kind of draws out an emotion and then surround yourself with people that are doing it um, and, and just get tips from them. And yeah, that's, that's really the key for, for me looking back. Bro, that was such a good answer that I zoned out. Like I, I knew it was going to be a good answer, right? So I've been, I have my watch on to track time for the little snippets that we put on Instagram. And I like, I started and I got so into your vision because that to me is the other power of having a clear vision is you inspire people. And that's how you get investors. That's how you grow your team is you sharing the thing that I got so lost in it. And I'm like, oh shit, I want a cabin too. I want to take my dogs out, go for hikes. And you just, so yeah, that clip is a little bit too long. So I'm going to have to go back and edit it. But um, it was, it was great. And you could see it, right? Like your whole your whole demeanor changed, you're smiling more, right? And it's just really being connected to that why that makes such a difference 
it makes fear not not as fearful if that makes any sense yep absolutely mm, so good so good so so what's next for you mike so you're at 12k now you want to get to 20 talk about your strategy and you know what's what's your vision for this this whole thing yeah so uh, the bigger vision, we want to have properties and own properties in areas that we love traveling to. So we've got two in the mountains, um, got one close to the beach. Uh, we want one in Nashville. We want one in Raleigh. We want one in um, Charleston, South Carolina. We want one in San Diego area. So our path to get there, uh, that's really a 50K a month um, uh, vision. So to get from 50 from 12k to 20k to 50k um, our plan right now is to co-host to get to that 20k to draw up cash um, we've got one deal that's under contract now it's signed i was actually just there yesterday uh, for our first co-host property um, and you know that allows us to take our skills that we have and our team that we have make our owners more money and then also we make money as well and hit that 20k um, you know before q4 is over this year. So uh, that's our strategy. And yeah, now it's executing. <laughs> so we got our priorities. We just got to execute. I love that. I love that. What would you say to somebody? Because I get DMs all the time. And I'm sure he does as well from people that are looking to get started, but they have that like fear or, or whatever, something's holding them back. What would you say is the, the best tip you could give for somebody that's looking to get started? Is it, is it just the environment thing or was there anything else that you wanted to add to that? Yeah, the environment part's huge because you are, I mean, you are who you surround yourself with and, you know, you hear that in a lot of places, but it's so true and, and you have to consistently do it. So um, I think that's, that's really the biggest piece. And then just, you know, you, you can overanalyze a lot of things, but if you just jump into it, um, I forget who said it, uh, but, and it's like an ounce of action is worth more than a ton of theory. So just take action. You'll figure it out. Um, if it feels, if it feels stressful or it feels like it, it could draw out a lot of challenges, just do it, just mm. do it, figure it out. The people around you are going to help you get through it. Um, you know, it. it's just doing it, put it under contract, you know, <laughs> get an inspection. <laughs> the other thing people ask me all the time is where do you find these co-host deals? Yeah, specifically co-hosts, it's, uh, it's a lot around who your network is. So, um, you know, th this first co-host deal, we found it from a friend of ours that's also doing short-term rentals. Um, they, they got approached to manage this person's property and they didn't want to do it. Um, their priorities are traveling the country and they're kind of set where they are. So they passed it over to us um, and he's got one property we're going to start with and then he's got another two or three that uh, he wants us to potentially manage. So um, talking to your network, um, you know, telling everybody what you're doing, that I think that's huge in your network. Um, start with your family and friends, um, see, see what opportunities are out there because uh, they can connect you with somebody uh, who's in this space. So, uh, you know, really start with your network and then getting down your pitch too. If, if you don't have any, any um, short-term rentals now that you're managing, and just say, hey, we're part of a network of short-term rental operators that is is nationwide, and um, and you know this is this is what we do. We manage other people's short-term rentals. So, 
Um, and, and then building up that confidence, practice, 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 telling everybody what you're doing. Um, you know, those are, those are the keys there. How much would you, would you say your background in sales as, as help you? Cause I think I, I hear, I hear a lot of great salesman mentality in, in what you're saying. Right. Because to me, and the reality is like, mine is a leading question, right? Because in, in my personal beliefs, we're, we're all salespeople. Right. And, and the sooner you embrace it, the easier life is. Right. But what are like, how, how much easier was it for you or was it just time on task? Yeah, I think it made it a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> just because sales is is problem solving. That's really all it is. It's, all right, I've got something to sell. You have a problem. You may not know it's a problem or you may know it's a problem. Mm -hmm. And it's it's my job to figure out how I can help solve your problem. And if I'm not helping solve your problem, I'm not going to pitch you something that you don't need. Um so it's just figuring out what that challenge is, what that problem is, making your, you know, the customer aware of it, um, and then executing on that, on that issue. Um, takes a lot of practice, takes a lot of failing, <laughs> uh, a lot of failing. Um, but, you know, th those are kind of the, if you want to be a good salesperson, you have to be a good problem solver and a good communicator and just basically a project manager. Um, and if you can take that into other parts of life too, whether that's short-term rentals or that's working out, um, you know, figuring out, all right, my problem is I need to lose 10 pounds or I'm overweight or I've got a heart condition. All right. How do I solve that problem? I'm just backing into it. So. Um. Yeah. I love your mindset. I think, I think it's, it's a huge and, uh, and it's funny that you're, you're part of the community because both Mike and I are, are huge believers in mindset, I think really there is nothing, nothing else that you really need. The moment you make a true choice, um, and I love, I love bragging about about Mike with this too, right? Like I was there when Mike made a true choice, and his life has completely changed, right? Ten X growth con twenty what eighteen was that what it was? Yeah, for the coaching stuff. Yeah, twenty eighteen, and Mike was like. E, this is the plan. This is what I'm doing. I can see it. It's happening. And holy shit. Like, yes, like nothing, like nothing is getting in the way, but it's that moment of making a true honest choice that is in alignment with your why and your, and your purpose. And you really like own in on it. And it's just awesome. So it's, it's, it's been, I love it. Like I, I love the mindset and I see why, you know, we don't, we don't let, like, there's not a lot of people from the community that have come on the, on the podcast as of yet, but I, I'm so excited that you've, you've come on because your story has been awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's, uh, it, you know, it hasn't all been great. <laughs> there's been a lot of challenges, but the community and the mindset shift that I, that I kind of had, um, and continues to evolve. I mean, there's no challenge that we can't get through. Um, yesterday, a quick story. Yesterday, we were five hours from home where our car broke down. Um, we were in the middle of nowhere trying to get back home. Uh, coming home from one of the co-host properties that we're looking at. And uh, we we're just problem solving the entire time. And I had to call different 
tow truck companies, had to call the car shop, had to figure out how do we get home, had to call rental car places. And after we all kind of figured it out, it's like three hours later, my wife looks at me and she goes, you like this stuff, don't you? Like you enjoy this. I was like, no, I don't, but you know, it, we, we don't have any other choice. So um, it's really that, that mindset shift of, all right, there's going to be challenges. It's just like, how do you react to them? How do you solve them? And how do you get through them? Because the challenges as you scale only get bigger and bigger. But if you have the right community around, the right mindset, all right, we're going to get through this. Just like, how do we do it? Um, that's, that's been the, the number one key to getting from zero to 12K to getting over that fear. The number one key has been just like, all right, got a great community around us. How do we, how do we figure this out? So, Love it. Love it. Well, before we get into the last question, Mike, where can people connect with you, learn, learn more about you? Um, if they have properties in that area and they want you to, to run them for them, where can they get in touch with you? Yeah, I, I think Instagram is probably the best place at M Riley PSU. Uh, I'm also on, on Facebook, um, Michael Riley. I don't have a big social media presence right now uh, that may change in the future. Um, but I, I love helping out people one-on-one. They want to reach out to me. I've got a calendar link as well. Um, so yeah, just find me. I guess we'll put it in the show notes or something on the, uh, the Instagram handle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome, brother. Well, before we get into the last question, I want to acknowledge you. And again, it's, <clears throat> it's like a proud papa moment for me, just like kind of seeing like your progression of the last year, man, where you were like really nervous to get into it. And then you and Sierra dove in like both feet and just to see your growth over the last year has been amazing. So I want to acknowledge you guys for that and for Thanks. being willing to come on here and share and not just like take, but also give. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that we always look for in guests is people that are, you know, doing it at a big level, but also willing to share and like want to give back. And that's one of the best things that I've found about this industry in particular is people are just so willing to help. Um, and it's, it's like a true community. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank and you. So the last question that we ask all of our guests is what is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? Man, I feel like a broken record. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's really the community <clears throat> finding people who are doing it too. And like you said, just then, uh, people are willing to, to share information, this industry and short-term rentals, it is only going to get bigger. So there's not, when you think about competition, there's, there's not, there's not really a lot of, I mean, yes, there's a lot of competition. You want to stand out, but the amount of growth that's there in short-term rentals is, is huge. So, um, it's figuring out, all right. Who do I need to surround myself with to be successful in this area, whether it's short-term rentals or anything else? Um, and, and how do I, one, help them first and learn, and then, two, just jump into it and, and execute? So, yeah, the community, that's, that's the number one thing. Love it, man. Well, thank you again for being here. Truly appreciate you. And uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to have you back on in six months or so once you hit that 20K. We can all yeah. celebrate. Yeah, I yeah, think love to. it's gonna be, it's gonna be over. I we can take a bet off off air, but I think it'll be over in six months. But that's <laughs> how I'm calling it, bro, it's been such a pleasure. You were impressive, and I'm very very um, happy for you guys for the freedom and and just all the work and and just head off to you, man. Good shit. Thanks, e. yeah. Thank you. Awesome. All right, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Give us a like. And if you have other 
friends, family, colleagues that are looking to get in the short-term rental space or they're already in, make sure you guys share this. You know, every week we're trying to add as much value to you guys as possible and join the free Facebook group, Short-Term Rental Secrets. We've got a free community. It's over 1,300 people in there now. I was just checking this morning, which is amazing. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to give as much free value as possible. So again, thank you guys for being here. See you guys soon. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.